Welcome back to Reaching for Words, a podcast about language learning from the team at Spanish Obsessed. One theme which has become apparent in all of my conversations is the emphasis on independent language learning. This is the idea that each language learner should take charge of his or her own learning and puts the emphasis on learning rather than being taught. Independent language learners create their own path through a language and fit the materials, classes and courses around their needs rather than the other way around. My guest today is Lindsay from lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Alongside being an impressive polyglot, Lindsay specialises in providing coaching and materials for independent language learners. And in today's podcast, we talk about how to successfully strike your own path in your language learning endeavours. Well, welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, so you were, ju- you were just telling me that you got back from what sounds like an amazing trip around the world. Yeah. You just got back last <laughs> Tuesday, was it? Yeah, like about 10 days ago now, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy year. <laughs> so where, where was it um, that you've been? So we started off in the Americas and then we finished off in Southeast Asia. So most of the year we're in Latin America. So lots of Spanish practice going yeah, on yeah, yeah. over the year. Yeah, we were making um, a, a podcast and video series of short language documentaries actually called Language Stories. Yeah. So series one was all about the Americas and we've just finished filming series two, which was in Southeast Asia. So, oh, amazing. So yeah. you're, you're kind of focused on um, minority languages, those language stories, right? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. It's It was interesting because with starting in Latin America, I didn't want it to just be like Spanish in this country. Yeah. They speak Spanish too. So I, <laughs> I wanted to dig a bit deeper, uh-huh. which which did mean a lot of a lot of what we were looking at were sort of um, minority languages, but not always like um, in the last episode of series one, for example, was about Guarani, which is spoken in Paraguay, which is spoken by 6 million people and about 90% of the population of, of Paraguay speak it. Amazing. So it's by no means a minority language, no. but it's, you know, fits in that bracket of languages you never really hear much about. Yeah, I think <laughs> I would say in South America, definitely. I, I remember, you know, you kind of assume everyone speaks Spanish or well, Portuguese in Brazil, right? But there's just there's hundreds hundreds and hundreds of other yeah. native languages which which are so completely different between each other and like nothing you've heard before and and people really do speak them like you're saying so yeah did you yeah. did you learn it or or focus on any kind of new particular languages for yourself when you're out there yeah so guarani was the one i focused uh-huh. on because i knew it would be sort of the last one or sort of towards the end of our time there yeah um which it was so it was good because i had more time to, to study and that was the only one i really spent time learning and I'm still learning now because I was able for the first time when we were there to actually buy books and stuff to oh wow <laughs> to help me learn so I had a week at a language school there and, uh, and Th- there's schools books. dedicated for Guarani there. there's one I believe there's only one that teaches it to foreigners uh-huh. um, and they teach Spanish as well of, of course okay um, but yeah they were they were busy like you know, all week I, I had lessons on my own, but there was uh, there was someone there all week that had been there for six weeks. Spanish lessons in the morning, or, or Guarani in the morning, and Spanish in the afternoon for six weeks. It's like wow, how incredible, how busy they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine. Um, I mean, not to put it down on things, but <laughs> now you're back in London. It's going to be a tough language to keep going. I'd imagine you're not going to find many <laughs> uh, many native speakers around here. No, no, absolutely. It's. Uh, but, you know, I, I, it's interesting because a lot of 
language learning is obviously speaking and, mm -hmm. and talking to people mm. and stuff. But part of what I love about language learning is that you can do a lot of it on your own. Uh -huh. And so that's what I love about Guarani is that, you know, it doesn't matter that there's no one around me. I can keep improving on my own in the meantime. And then, you know, until next time I, I get the chance to go back then I can go back. But I have a tutor online okay. who uh, I'm hoping once we've settled back down at home, I'm hoping to sort of reconnect with on a more regular basis. Oh, great. And uh, so, yeah, that should help as well. That would be a great language to, um, you know, to be able to say you speak. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's, um, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, uh, it's a good one to study independently because that's really kind of what, what we want to talk about today. On your blog, Lindsay Does Languages, I know this is a big focus for you. And in a lot of my conversations I've had so far with other, you know, polyglots and, and language people, everyone's talking about sort of the importance of independent study. So do you think that, it's a broad question, but do you think people learn better when they study on their own? Or what's kind of What's the, the driving factor behind that? Mm, that's a good question. I think it's not so much a question of learning better on your own, because I think the ideal kind of learning environment would be some form of combination, because you need people. You know, like, like I said with, mm -hmm. with Guarani, even then, you know, a lot of language learning is people. It's speaking, it's listening, it's actually connecting with other people. So you do need that element. But I think the thing that we often miss out on early on, especially if, you know, we've learned a language in school and then later in life we think, oh, I'm going to go back and give this language learning thing a go. Yeah. And we, we, we're so used to, from that school approach, having mm. someone in front of us and say, here's what you learn, go home and learn it, come back next week. Yeah, we'll be on page 82 of the textbook right. and pick up from there, yeah. And, and we kind of don't get told how to go home and learn mm -hmm. it a lot of the time we mm -hmm. just expect it okay so okay i've got these words to learn for next week how am i going to do that you know so by learning on your own and by i think learning how to learn on your own is, right. is a big part of this and it sounds almost really patronizing to say it but we just don't really learn that you know a lot of the time you know until i think when you go to sort of university when you get to that age and that stage of, of education then you're beginning to do more independent stuff you know but if you've never been there then that's going to be a really difficult thing to just suddenly pick up when it comes to, to language learning. And so I think the combination is really the best thing because we can really do, you know, you, you can have a tutor and even mm -hmm. if you have a one-on-one -on -one tutor and you're paying a fortune to have as much time as you can with this tutor, you're not going to have them by your side 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. But what you are going to have is you and your own brain and your own self. So if you can learn how to do these things on your own and how to make the most of your time in between your time with a tutor or with a class or whatever it is that you have, then you'll be a much better language learner for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I have some kind of questions around any tips you might have, but before before I get to that, I, I kind of, when I think about this, obviously when people are part of a class or you know some, when people have things handed to them on a plate, you know, they've got that structure, they've got, like I said, you know, things handed to them on a the plate. When you're a learner, for example, with a new language, um, let's say, you know, focusing on, I can't say it, Guarani? How do you pronounce it again? Yeah. Guarani. It's sort Guarani. of Spanish, Spanishified is like Guarani. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's say you're, uh, you know, as you were really looking to learn that, you, you kind of, and this is the problem with all languages as well, you don't know what you don't know. So that, that in itself is, for me, why everyone needs a teacher or at least you know some kind of structured course because you can't simply just sit down and say right i'm going to learn this like we need to figure out what to learn so how how yeah. what, what's kind of your thoughts around that mm, that's a really good point and i think that is the 
big first stumbling block even if we we get to the point and think okay i can i can do it on my own oh okay and and my my advice and the way that i like to to learn languages solo is to have as as you say to have that sort of course structure mm-hmm. to have something you know like a teach yourself book colloquial okay. there's so many different options out there and if you've got one that sort of works through from beginner up to a certain level it doesn't have to be that you start with you know the biggest box on the shelf that is like complete <laughs> to up to c2 fluency level it doesn't have to be that you start with that because that can be quite intimidating yeah, yeah you know you could simply start with a sort of get started in or yeah um you know basic swedish or whatever it is right and 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 then work your way up as you go um but by having that that's going to help to give you that structure that's going to help to to teach you those things that you don't know you don't know you know mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that is is really what i think is is the benefit there or you know like you say having having a tutor or having someone kind of stepping in saying right here's where you need to go next here's the bit you need to focus on next but you know the the interesting thing as well is that uh you know the more languages you learn mm-hmm. the easier that gets to right. know the bits that you need to know you know you think okay well last time i was learning a language i really needed to know how to say want or need uh-huh. or you know and are these verbs that i, I just kind of can use from day one how can i find them so you know you know what you want to begin to find but if you haven't got that experience yet then yeah it's tricky and i think that's when a, a, a good structured kind of course book can really help okay. to guide you through so so that's i guess you know sounds like for the beginning stages if you're picking up a new language then you'd go out and get like a basic teach yourself type textbook right and and it's interesting what you're saying like those big intimidating packs say so they'll get you to c2 i never believe that I think there's there's yeah. no way a textbook can actually get you to a level of fluency. For me, it seems like, you know, you start with this structured approach, but then as you go on, actually, that structure starts to loosen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's very difficult as well. Like, the promises that we see on, you know, on, on the front of or the back of, of a language book or a language box, yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. big one, then, you know, you think, ah, oh, brilliant. So I'll buy this. And I will be at B2 level yeah. <laughs> in six months because that's what the box tells me. Well, no, the box can help you get there. Mm-hmm. But the box alone, just having the box at home on your shelf is not going to get you there. Yeah. You know, it's like buying a rowing machine and having it sitting and gathering dust, you know, in your living room. You know, if you're not using it every day, it's not going to, you're not going to feel that fitness improve. And it's exactly the same thing with, yeah, with language yeah. learning. Yeah, I think I, I have bought I was, i've been trying to learn french I, I kind of i did it in gcse so that's like oh uh, you know when we're 15 16 i got a reasonable grade but i literally cannot remember any now so i thought well, i should be able to pick this up pretty well and speaking spanish it should be easy enough so i went out and probably i did what you know i think maybe a lot of novice language learners do not that i consider myself a novice but i went and bought some courses like you said i, I reached for those big boxes and they're still in the cellophane i haven't even opened them it's embarrassing. So I think they should come with yeah. warnings, like this requires time <laughs> at work. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that is it. Like it does come down to us at the end of the day, you know, as, as individuals and, mm-hmm. and what we want to put into it and how much we want it. Because if we don't really want it, you know, if we don't really find it fun to begin with, then we're not going to, to yeah. learn. And I think that's key as well. We have to sort of ask ourselves before we buy the big box, because the big box could be really helpful. Yeah. It could be exactly what we need. But if we haven't asked ourselves, you know, hang on a minute, why do I really want to do this? Why do I want to learn this language? Is it just to say, so uh, 
hey guys, I can speak Russian? <laughs> or is it because you have a legitimate interest or, you know, a, a, a reason of like work or family or, right. or friends or you want to go and live in the place, whatever it is, it could just be that you love the music from that country, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, and you think, yeah, I really want to understand what they're saying in those songs. Doesn't it, it, it could be something that sounds really trivial to anyone else, but to you, it's like the biggest motivation in the world. Whatever it is, if you've got that, that's your starting point, you so, know, and that will help you to use the big box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So rather than sort of saying, I'm going to learn French because I, you know, I should or whatever, or, or probably as a New Year's resolution, whatever, have that initial spark of motivation. Mm. But, so like, yeah, New Year's is, is perfect example. Like we think, oh, okay, I need to like upgrade my life. I need to get fitter. I need to learn a language. I'm going to learn to play an instrument. All mm -hmm. of that takes time. All of it takes work. It takes effort, motivation. And I think with the language thing, a lot of the, the, the trap that a lot of people, you know, a lot of us fall into is this idea of, ah, I should learn Chinese mm -hmm. because it's going to be really useful. Yeah. But if everyone's thinking they're going to learn Chinese because it's going to be useful, chances are you're not going to be learning Chinese the best uh -huh. quote unquote you know because there's so many more people doing it for that same reason they're thinking it's going to be useful to get a job and actually if it's only going to be useful to get a job if you're this good if everyone else is this good mm -hmm. does that mm -hmm. you know it doesn't work well with podcasts i'm using my hands but you, <laughs> yeah, you get the idea i think <laughs> so Lin Lindsay's doing the hand thing with different levels <laughs> with benefit of our listeners so do you think there's better types of motivation or better initial reasons than others so if you're saying you know i'm learning it because i think it would be useful that's not a good motivation. But if you're saying like, I'm, I'm passionate about the music or the cooking of that country, is that, are there some which are better than others? I think that's a, that's a good question. I think that it's a real personal thing. And like, you know, you could learn a language because you think it's going to be useful mm -hmm. as long as you actually like it, mm -hmm. you know, as long mm -hmm. as you like the language and the process in particular of learning that language. And you know, the process is the bit that you can change. So if you don't like the process, uh -huh. try and mix it up. Maybe the big box isn't for you. Maybe yeah. what you really need is lots and lots of, uh, you know, online lessons with a tutor and just talking and talking and talking. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be that, that that's the bit you can change. You can't change the language itself. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you don't like that to begin with, then, you, you, you know, you're not on a good, uh, a good path. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. going to take you to where you want to be. <laughs> Definitely. So do you have any kind of tips for, for people out there who've maybe tried courses when I say a course, I, I guess I mean like a class, like an evening class. And one of the most common things I hear from that is like, you know, it's good because I, I go every week um, and we've got a teacher, everything's decided for me. But after I've done this for two years, two years is a long time. And sometimes you listen to people who've been in classes for two years and their level's really, really not that good. So maybe those people want to switch to, like you say, more independent studying on their own. What, what are some ways... What are some of the first things that they should start to do? Okay, good question. So the first thing is to like set yourself some goals and plan how you're going to achieve those goals. Okay. Okay. So, you know, say to yourself, okay, well, why have I not got to where I want to be at this stage? You know, and kind of reflect a bit as well, because goals aren't just about the future. It's about mm -hmm. the past. It's about thinking mm -hmm. why you haven't done this yet. If it's been something you've wanted to do for a long time, you know, in particular. So, okay, so maybe you haven't yet got to where you want to be because in the class, there's 20, 30 of you and you yep. only get the chance to speak once every six weeks, uh -huh. let's say, right? Because there's so many people to, for the teacher to get around. So you think, okay, well, so 
I need to speak more than perhaps. That's something I could try. And, and when, you, when you're thinking of these things as well, don't feel like, well, I need to do this and I need to do this and I have to do that. And almost, you know, writing them in stone. That's not the, the point of the exercise. The point is to think, okay, well, I haven't done that yet. So maybe if I try speaking more, that could be something. And, and just write it down almost, you know, in pencil, mm-hmm. this idea of I'm going to try this thing. Okay. But I'm not going to say this is the way I'm going to learn this language because that puts a lot of pressure on it. And if it doesn't work for you, then you're going to begin to feel that same sort of frustration of like, I'm still not learning this language, even on my own, right? So so write down a few ideas of, of perhaps what's been missing, perhaps what you haven't yet done that could work for you. And that those would be kind of skills-based things, I'm guessing. So you're, you're talking about like maybe lack of speaking. I think if you asked a lot of learners who've been to class, like what haven't you done? If it's Spanish, for example, we say, well, we haven't done the past tense or the subjunctive. So people tend to default to those kinds of ways of thinking, right? But it sounds like you're talking more about like skills, like conversation and, and com- is that right? Yeah, I think also like that idea of like, well, we haven't yet done past tense. Um, if if you're getting to the stage where you want to talk about that, but you don't know how to, mm-hmm. then you can write that down as well. Okay. You know, so things things that you haven't done. But I'm yeah, I think I am thinking more about the skills and techniques, like uh-huh. the study techniques that you haven't tried more so. Because the the bits themselves, like the you know, the the grammar subjects and the vocabulary topics, that kind of stuff, you can do at any stage and you can learn in, you know, various different ways. So if you find a way from experimenting with these styles and these different skills and techniques that works, then you can apply that to those sort of grammar topics and mm-hmm. those vocab chunks. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I would say, yeah. So so what, what are like, you, you were talking about different study techniques people can try. What, what are some like your favorite go-to ones which you find? And I guess this is gonna be different for everyone, but like you said, it's a case of experimenting, finding what works, right? Yeah, absolutely. So lately, so this past year, mm-hmm. I haven't done much language learning. Okay. Hands up, I've been, been a little bit busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like things that really worked for me while when I was in Paraguay and when I was sort of more actively learning Guarani than I have been for the past few months, one thing that I loved is that I had a notebook uh-huh. by the side of my bed and every night I would fill a one page and it was a really simple it was like it's a big notebook but it only has like 13 lines on each page so I would write 13 you know unlucky for some but 13 <laughs> sentences each night and I wouldn't look in a dictionary I wouldn't think oh I don't know that word how can you know I wouldn't like get stuck on a roadblock I would just write what I could write so it doesn't okay. matter if there's a repeat of like, I have a cat or something, you know, that simple. If I, if my brain was stuck and I'm thinking, what can I write? Well, I know I can write, I have a cat. So let me go, let me go. You know, mm-hmm. and I'd add that one and I'd write my sentences and that I loved. That was a really good way to get writing in as well, because we often leave writing yeah, out. We kind of think, ah, oh, it's not useful. I focused on speaking, but it can be a really good way to sort of solidify um, our knowledge to help with speaking as well, because when we're speaking, Speaking is, is, is two things. It's often, you know, unless we're recording like now, it's temporary uh-huh. and it's instant. Yep. So th- there's pluses and negatives to that. You know, the idea of like, oh, well, it's temporary. So if I make a mistake, I can sort of gloss over it. Uh-huh. But it's instant. So I don't have a chance to think about those mistakes. Uh-huh. So I'm going to make more mistakes. Uh-huh. Whereas with writing, it's more permanent and it's, uh, it's not as instant. You mm-hmm. have that chance to think and to reflect on what you want to do. So by giving yourself that chance to produce the language in a way that's not as instant, it can help you to sort of solidify things to then improve your speaking later down the line. Yeah, yeah. So I found that to be really useful. I love um, like vocabulary 
acquisition and just learning new words all the time uh-huh. is a really really good habit to get into for language learning because we feel like okay so as a beginner i need to learn all these words then i need to put them into sentences uh-huh. and then i'll just learn grammar stuff and all of a sudden i'll be you know it will just happen but actually vocab there's just millions and not millions maybe <laughs> thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of words right uh-huh. <laughs> so many so many words that you're never going to learn all of them so you can just keep learning so keep learning vocabulary whatever level you're at keep doing it so find something that works for you uh, for me it's memorize i love memorize i think okay. it's great you can download it offline you can make your own courses um for some people anki which does more or less the same thing mm-hmm. um and then it could just be as simple as classic kind of paper flashcards or a a little vocab notebook whatever works for you keep learning vocabulary because you never know when it's going to come in useful so keep learning vocabulary try and get into a regular um and it doesn't matter so much if the writing is like in a paper notebook at night by the side of your bed just a regular writing habit of some Mm -hmm. kind even Mm -hmm. if it's writing sentences on your phone in your notes app while you're waiting for the kettle to boil or something right and and just making it regular Okay. With those things that fit in to your life around. And then, you know, you've then making time then for your sort of study time of the course book that you be, might be working through um, and, and engaging and kind of getting into the language as much as possible. So like listening to songs, finding music, finding TV shows. Uh-huh. We're so lucky nowadays. It's so much easier than in the past. You know, with Netflix, you can just type in Spanish oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. And, and find something, even something in English with subtitles, you can dub things, you know, so many options there. So, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a few ideas to, to, to get people yeah, started Yeah, so, so kind of question of exposing yourself as much to the language as possible. Yes, but not necessarily just relying on that. Okay. So exposing yourself as much as possible, but not, not sitting back then and thinking, well, I'm listening, right. so it's going to seep in. Because that's the same scenario as uh-huh. when we talked about having the book on the shelf. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like those um, subliminal courses, which I think were sort of popular in the eighties or whatever. <laughs> the idea that you can literally learn a language in your sleep—they <laughs> never took right. off, but I don't think they right. really worked. Although, having said that, when I did my um, A levels in, in French and Spanish, I did like record myself, and I had this huge MP3 player at the time. Uh-huh. MP3 players were like brand new; it was massive, and I would record myself reading out my vocab lists and listen to it when I went to bed and just on repeat all night. I would also do other stuff, you know. I wouldn't just do that and think that's going to be it. But I, you know, would write them down in all my three free lessons. I'd be writing down all the vocab, and uh, but yeah, I did do that. I did listen at night, and I think it kind of worked alongside other stuff yeah. that's the that's the key to any of these like quick fix things if anything says you will be amazing in two weeks you'll be fluent it's like yeah if you do lots of other stuff <laughs> exactly as well as exactly this. yeah comes with a warning definitely <laughs> exactly um so i want to go back you to um you mentioned goals and planning i know this is kind of a big big focus of yours when you're studying on your own independently i think this is more important because you've got no one to do this for you what's how do you actually plan out you know your your route to learning a language particularly given those like unknown unknowns like we talked about before Mm, so if i was starting from scratch yeah or let's yeah yeah that's that's a good example or maybe actually i think there's a lot of people in that situation who get to like a pre-intermediate stage and reach what i call like the the hump or the gap i don't know there's all sorts of terminology for it but basically to, to where you think i've covered the basics but I still can't understand native Spanish, French, whatever, and my conversation is still rubbish. 
So, mm. or, I mean, but, but whatever le- sort of level, let, let, let's take a look at that level, I guess. Okay, okay. So I'm going to try and picture myself in the situation to make it easier to work through. So let's say um, German, for example. Mm-hmm. I studied for a couple of years. I haven't studied for a while. I want to kind of pick this back up again. So I've got this like rusty, hazy thing going on, uh-huh. um, which I think is, is quite common, you know, and like you say, you did French at school and it's like, maybe there's something still there. Yeah. It's that, right? Okay, so what I would say in terms of, of planning and goals is ask yourself, you know, start by asking yourself why again. So uh-huh. think, okay, why do I want to do this? Okay, that's why. What, what do I want to do? So the next question after you've established why you want to learn that language mm-hmm. is what? So you're saying to yourself, well, what do I want to do with this? Mm-hmm. What do I actually want to be able to do? Do you want to be able to go to Germany and be able to order a, a meal in a restaurant and get your reservation in the hotel, you know, and do all of those sort of basic travel level of things completely in German? Or do you want to go and live in Germany and study a, you know a different topic in that language you know or do you want to be able to like be a professor at that university because mm-hmm. all of those different you know and that's just three options it's infinite options of what what it could be that you want to do with the language all of those are going to have different ways to to get there different paths so you kind of start with that and then the way that i do this i like to call it onion goals because mm-hmm. like in shrek you know like onions <laughs> have layers right <laughs> so you start in the middle and then you ask yourself okay how how am I going to get there? So let's okay. say that my goal is, we'll keep it nice and simple. It's just that I want to be able to go to Germany for a two-week holiday and have basic conversations with the waiter about more than the food. Okay. I want to say to him, oh, it's a nice day today. And, and oh, do you know if there's any nice museums around here? You know, just some general chit-chat with right. the waiter in the restaurant. So be, be as specific as you can with it as well, because that mm. will help. Then say, okay, how am I going to do this? Well, I need to learn obviously (laughs) how are you gonna learn he's asking yourself how every single time like a nagging voice in your head okay so i need to think about where i'm gonna find these words because it's the the bits you know that i don't know uh kind of gap there so okay so probably not necessarily that big box at the top that says you're gonna be c2 fluent Mm -hmm. probably more so maybe in the travel section of the bookshop Mm -hmm. where they've got the phrase books Mm -hmm. something like that would be more useful so you say okay i'm gonna buy a phrase book and then say okay well how like how are you going to make that happen i'm going to go to waterstones well how are you going to make that happen i'm going to put it in my diary to go first thing Mm -hmm. saturday morning right and that's your first step then it sounds ridiculous but if we don't if we just think i'm gonna buy a phrase book and we're not actually saying to ourselves okay when are you actually going to do this Mm -hmm. you know you're really being as specific as possible you go through those early stages and then you you think about that big goal again so you come back to that and you're saying right I want to go, I want to travel, I want to chat with the waiters about stuff. Okay, I've got my phrase book. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to use that phrase book? Okay, let me think about it. And you're just constantly asking yourself how and you're layering that out. Um, and then that will give you this clear path of exactly what you need to do, completely broken down, even to the point as, you know, the example of buying the phrase book, mm-hmm. the point of putting it in your calendar to go to the shop to buy the phrase book. And, and it's, it's so simple then when you see that, you think, ah, oh, well, that's easy, I can do that. Mm-hmm. If we just say, I'm going to learn. It's like this big thing, yeah, like, yeah. Ah, so especially take, when we're a, on our own. Taking a big, audacious goal and breaking it into manageable chunks. That's exactly yeah. it. You, you're breaking it down. And every step of the way, every, you know, if you get to one of those smaller steps and it's like, oh, I'm stumped on that. You know, you can break that down. You can just keep taking them and sort of these mm. infinite 
like goals you know you don't want to go crazy this is the other thing as well with with planning and with goal setting for for language learning it's quite fun i i quite like it it's sort of you're thinking about like improving yourself as a person in a way which is really nice yeah but you don't want to get obsessed and get stuck in that planning phase also because then the danger is that you just stay there and you write about all these amazing things you're going to do but you're not actually doing them uh-huh. you know if you're planning to learn a language you're not learning that language yeah, you're laying yourself some solid foundations to help you do it. But if you're doing that for too long, <laughs> then nothing's going to happen and yeah. you won't be able to go and speak to the waiter. Yeah. So so that's the other key thing to, to remember when it comes to the goals and planning on your own. So start with why, then go to what, and then finally mm-hmm. how, and get specific with each of those. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, and then keep asking yourself how. Keep asking yourself how. And then you... you I, I think we mentioned before around kind of, well, obviously around study techniques and you talked about a few different things you do. Do, do you look to set yourself like a habit or uh, like a daily goal of I'm, I'm doing this each day or um, how, how, what do you do from, from there? I guess is the next question. Mm. So that would be like the goal stage. Mm-hmm. And then after that is more like the planning, okay. more, the more sort of logistical side of it all, right? So, so I then have established, okay, well, this is what I need to do to get to that goal that I have. How am I going to make sure that happens? Uh-huh. And you may have some of the answers in that planning stage. Like we said, well, I'm going to put it in my calendar first thing Saturday morning to go to the bookshop, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fine. But then you add that to your kind of plan, to your calendar. I have a free planner on my blog every month. If, okay. that's, if that's helpful, I can share the link in the, yeah, in the yeah, show notes. We'll, we'll put that in. Yeah. And, um, and so basically you're then looking at it sort of week by week, well, month by month, and then week by week, and then day by day, you're Mm -hmm. just saying, okay. So you start off with a sort of wider picture and you think, okay, well, by that week, I want to be able to do this much. End of that week, I want to learn, I want to have learned how to use um, the verb to want. Uh End of that week, I want to have increased my food vocabulary so Mm -hmm. I can read the menu a lot better without having to resort to asking for the English menu, Uh right? And so you're setting yourself these weekly goals to help you get to that big goal. And then you're working backwards again and thinking, right, so to get to that, on Monday I need to be doing this, Tuesday I need to do that, Wednesday mm-hmm. I need to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And I try, me personally, I try to kind of um, mix up what I'm doing a mm-hmm. little bit. So I'll have something that's perhaps a little bit core and a little bit regular, like yeah. the like Memrise. Uh-huh. Um, or for, for Guarani as well, they have, they have Guarani on Duolingo, believe it or not, in Spanish. So like through Spanish, they have Guarani, which is quite impressive. Okay. So, so I use that as well. And that's something I can try and do daily. So even if I don't have time to have like my little chunk of, of regular study, I've got something each day. So something like that. And then, uh, and then in between, like I have then the time blocked out. For me, this is the way it works. It depends on, you know, what your job is and your uh-huh. regular hours of work and stuff. But for me, I have the time blocked out in the morning of like, okay, well, this is the time that I'm going to be learning the language. And what I'm going to do, I'll determine either in like a week in advance or kind of the day before. I might alter things out a little bit for what I want to do the next day so that I don't end up just sat there like, OK, open the book. I think I was here. Yeah. yeah round about this page. OK, let's just, I don't know, this is, I don't know, I've done that. Uh, and, you know, and just faffing around. I'm actually know exactly where I'm going and what I want to be doing in that time um so yeah that's the way that I do it is I have the little regular habits then I have a time habit Uh that is almost open time to begin with and then I kind of fill it in the day or the week before with what I want to be doing to get to that goal by the end of the week so do you keep like a journal or some kind of tracker of all of this 
Yeah, so the the planner that that have there's there's like a free planner, there's like a paid for planner. Okay. The free planner is is kind of you know does the job for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you write them down, and then you have a little box on the end where you can tick like, okay, I've I've done this, or you know, I did it, but I want to improve on this and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then reviewing as well, which is the big thing that we often miss when it comes to goals and planning, is uh-huh. this idea of reviewing. You know, actually looking back at the end of the week, at the end of the month, and saying, okay. Did I get there? Did I get what I wanted to get done done? Yeah. Because <laughs> if I didn't, then how can I improve? You know, why didn't I get that done? And then kind of asking yourself honestly as well. It's really hard to be honest with yourself to say like, well, you know what? I was too lazy. I spent too much time scrolling on Facebook. You know, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, how can I not scroll on Facebook? Anymore? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe, maybe you enjoy that time scrolling on Facebook. So you need to think about how can I find pages um, and, and like groups to be in on Facebook to follow so that when, when I am like end up wasting time scrolling on Facebook, I am actually also doing a bit of language as well getting in there. So, you know, think about how you can incorporate that uh-huh. if it is something that you can't get rid of. Um, like a commute, for example, mm-hmm. is a really popular yeah, one. Yeah, I've heard that. You can just <laughs> easily like learn, you know, plug in a podcast, plug in some some kind of audio on your phone. Um, so yeah, I think that's it is, is then taking a chance to step back and review and then do the next week or the next month's worth of goals. Okay. I guess final sort of couple of questions. One of the other major challenge, I mean, we talked about structure and, and how you approach it when you don't know what you don't know, but then I think the other major problem or challenge, which a lot of independent learners have is basically sort of discipline and maintaining that motivation. We know a language is a long haul endeavor if you want to reach a decent level generally so where people most fall down is because you know they simply don't they, they've, they've planned it out extremely well they've, they've got these great study study habits and you know they're making good progress do you have any tips for basically keeping going <laughs> <laughs> yeah good question it's, it all sounds very exciting up to this point yeah it? like okay oh, i'm gonna make goals and, and that's it it's gonna it's gonna be my you know i'm gonna do it well i think one of the first thing that comes to mind is reward uh-huh. and it's interesting because we all work we all respond differently to to rewards um i read a book recently called um think small okay. it's about goal setting and everything i can't remember the authors one of them was called rory something um <laughs> that's all i remember <laughs> and um and it was there was this interesting bit about rewards and it shared some studies that had been done about how um like when you uh if if it was something like a coffee shop, so let's say now how coffee shops are all changing over to if you've got a reusable cup that you bring in, they'll mm-hmm. give they'll either give you money off mm-hmm. or they'll give you like fifty p extra or something. Right. I don't you know they kind of it either goes for like the gain or the loss idea. Okay. And it shared how you know this reward either way it's a reward. If they say you get twenty five p off your coffee or we'll give you twenty five p extra credit on your loyalty card or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving you 25p or you're saving 25p. Uh-huh. And I can't remember which way around it was, but for a lot of people, it worked better the other one way or another. You know, and so when you're thinking about rewards, think about how perhaps it works for you as well as a, as a person, you know, your personality. Maybe do do some kind of like research, find some kind of online test or something so you know a bit about okay. <laughs> how it's going to work for you if you're not sure. And, um, and, and yeah, like think, okay, What's going to be a successful reward? For a lot of people, it might be, I'm going to go out for a meal. I'm going to buy myself a nice chocolate bar or something. But then for other people, that's going to be terrible because then you'll eat that chocolate bar all in one go and think, oh my God, now I'm fat. Now I need to go to the gym. Mm. 
I've learned this language, I can speak Spanish now, but I feel huge, right? So it's going to be different for everyone. And um, But do you, so do you think, think you, can, you can actually reward yourself? Because every time I've tried to do this, I thought it just feels a bit fake when I, when I can like, okay, I've, ah. I've, I've maintained my habit for 30 days or whatever goal I've set. So now I'm allowed to go and like, you know, eat a chocolate bar or whatever. But I kind of feel like if there's someone, maybe, maybe the answer is getting someone else in, but if it's a self-reward then for me, I don't know, that just feels like, well, that's a bit fake. That's I don't know. an interesting point. I've never heard it described as fake before, but that's an interesting. And, and you're right. If, if that doesn't work, that idea of kind of that self-accountability, mm. you know, then definitely bring other people in. And, and this is something as well that we, I, I didn't get the chance to mention actually in the, the kind of goal setting mm. stage um, in terms of accountability, mm-hmm. which is a huge help in terms of this motivation side, is that some people are very self-accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, if they set themselves a goal, they'll do it no matter what. And others, actually, they need to tell someone. And it mm-hmm. could be that it's some just, just someone personal, just one person that you really, really trust. Or it could be that you walk into the office Monday morning and you say, I'm going to learn Spanish. If I can't speak Spanish this time next six months time, <laughs> I want you to ABC, XYZ or whatever, yeah. right? And, uh, and And so then you're bringing other people into it and that can be really helpful. So you can say to your your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your colleague, your mum, your dad, whoever, you know, you can say to them, look, I'm going to learn. I, want, I really want to learn this language. I want you to test me on this vocabulary by, you know, the end of the week or whatever. If I don't mm-hmm. get it, I want, I'm going to give you five pounds. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you say, if if uh, if I don't, I've got this chocolate bar, and if I don't know all of these words by the end of the week, you get the chocolate bar. But if I <laughs> if I do know them, I get the chocolate bar. You know, something like that. I get the sense and you like brings... chocolate bars. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Not necessarily. I don't know. It's a good example. It's a good <laughs> yeah. easy easy kind of chunk thing that you can just transfer. It's a good example. Right. Um, but yeah, like that's that's a really beneficial way for some people. But equally for others, this idea of like telling people and making it public is terrifying Mm. you know and actually isn't helpful at all because then you're just panicking but yeah like in your situation it sounds like that would be useful yeah to to actually bring bring someone else in and to ask them to reward you as well yeah when i think Um, back to my my failed french learning endeavor that was probably the missing part i didn't tell anyone i kind of wanted to surprise people by like being in france and suddenly break out into french uh but yeah it didn't work (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, no, that would be that would be a, a good a good yeah. thing if if that hasn't. I think I'll, I'll try that definitely. next time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So okay. So where were we? So rewards. Yeah. Um, and then bringing people in. Um, and then also like being kind to ourselves as mm-hmm. well. It mm-hmm. sounds a bit wishy washy. Sounds a bit like oh mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. all very kind of trendy right now. But actually, it's really true. We we are our own worst critics. Yeah. Right. The way we talk to ourselves in our head. We would never dream of talking to anyone else in that way. <laughs> so why do we do it to ourselves, right? So just think, you know, say if you miss a day of, of study, if you if you miss a week, don't don't beat yourself up about it. Say, okay, I've missed this week, but I, I can keep going. I'm going to keep going. And then if you're thinking, actually, I've been doing this on my own, maybe that's why I've missed a week because no one knows, then maybe try and tell someone and try and change things up to to make sure that it, it doesn't happen again or it happens less again. But don't beat yourself up about mm. it. You know, it happens. We all go through busy times. We all go through times when actually that motivation is, is in a dip. And it's it could be that, you know, if you're kind of feeling like, oh, I just don't want to study like this week. It's been a really tough week. 
don't necessarily force it right because then you've got this negative association with uh-huh. with that language and with learning that language of like oh oh it's a slog it's a chore yeah. you don't want it to be a chore you want it to be fun and enjoyable so yeah that would be the third thing mm-hmm. on that point okay but do you think do you think there's anything to be said just for kind of grit and discipline because as much as we might and you know we want language learning to be enjoyable sometimes there's going to be elements of it which won't be or maybe i'm wrong um but yeah but do you do you think there's anything to be said for like well my motivation is down i don't feel like doing this but i'm going to plow on regardless or is your advice at that point just to be like well no take it easy like this is you should you should be enjoying this i think there are you're right there are going to be some bits that are not as fun as others Mm -hmm. right um and perhaps are as necessary, if not more necessary than others, mm-hmm. not as fun bits. You know, the grammar drills, especially in Spanish, all those verb endings and stuff. Yeah. You know, you can you can try at least to make make it a little bit more enjoyable. You can sort of incorporate things of like, okay, so I need to learn the uh, imperfect subjunctive. Can I find any songs that use that? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as well as, so you use that almost as a reward in itself in that sort of study structure. So as well as like, okay, I'm going to do my drills. Do, 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 do. I'm writing them all out. I'm writing them all out. Yep, I got them all correct. Okay, cool. Now let's see if I can find a song. And and it's almost like a, a sort of ebb and flow of mm. the boring bit and then the fun bit at the end. People say, people talk about like um, eating the frog, don't they? About like, you know, doing the horrible bit first right. so you get the nice bit at the end. I don't know what the nice bit at the end is if you eat a frog there. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that about be. that. It's healthy, yeah. healthy for you. <laughs> Good for your skin. But there's um, there's a popular <laughs> series of books called um, like learn X the hard way and that's really really popular I think I don't know I, I get the impression it might be more for men <laughs> it sounds, sounds stupid but <laughs> people just kind of want to butcher out and they're like well I'm I'm not gonna enjoy this but I need to do it so I'm just gonna tough it out but I I mm. don't I'm not a fan of that approach to languages at all I have to say but I want to get your perspective definitely yeah no I think it's you know if if you really need to be like gotta be fluent fast go 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 then yeah. You know, you can you can sort of punish yourself with it, I guess, and do it in a really sort of tough way. Absolutely. But equally, it's much more fun to sometimes just take the slightly slower road, the kinder road, and just, you know, remember why you're doing it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, fantastic. So um, we've covered goals and planning. You've given us kind of a few uh, study techniques, you know, moving from the why to the what to the how. I talked about discipline, motivation. Um, have we kind of covered everything for for independent language learning? Are there any other burning things which you, you think, yeah, people need to know about this? I think so. I mean, the final thing I would say is, if we haven't, we may have already covered this, but mm. the idea of, yes, you can learn a language on your own, mm-hmm. but not alone. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So definitely incorporate other people. Don't mm-hmm. feel like, well, I'm going to teach myself this language and no one else is allowed inside. You know, you do need people. Language is all about people and communication. So don't be afraid to, you know, get a, a, a tutor, an online tutor even, um, a language exchange partner, a study buddy. You know, even if you feel like I don't really need anyone to speak with at this mm-hmm. stage, I don't need a tutor. See if you can find a study buddy. There are plenty mm. of Facebook groups and things out there where you might find someone who's just learning at the same time as you and you can sort of check in with each other, hold each other accountable. That's a really good and idea. Yeah. yeah, just having someone in some kind of space, some kind of connection, um, a human connection to your language learning as well as learning on your own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. So independent does not equal alone. That's a very yes. good thought. Yeah. 
Great. Well, that was a fantastic conversation. Really enjoyed that. A lot of food for thought there. Um, where, where could people check you out and, and what, what are you working on at the moment? So you can find me and find out more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Mm -hmm. And right now, like we said at the beginning, just returned from this uh, big trip yeah. <laughs> around the world for the year. So Language Stories Season 1, which is about the Americas, is out now. Okay. You can find that um, at lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Yep. You'll be able to find the link there. And we're working now on editing and putting together Season 2, which Ooh. will be out late in 2018. Okay, fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed that. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks again to Lindsay for her practical tips and advice and be sure to check out her new series of language stories on our website lindsaydoeslanguages.com Stay tuned for more episodes as I chat with more language people, polyglots, technologists, teachers and learners and uncover the strategies they've used successfully to learn languages. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please leave us a review. This will help us to reach more people and bring you more content. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode.